Hi, welcome to the world between us. This is a podcast that's basically just an excuse for me to talk to interesting people. My name is Sam Gonsalves, and on today's episode, I speak to Katie Go. Katie is a journalist and writer. You may have seen her pieces on Huck, ID, Vice, Independent, and others. She's also the Intersections editor at The Skinny. Katie is a brilliant writer, and I really, really enjoy her work. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about her process, about uh, some of the different interviews that she's done, and, and her perspective on the industry as a whole. There's a part of the show where she just recommends a bunch of interesting people and publications happening right now, uh, specifically on this area of profile and feature writing. Um, so yeah, it's really great and it's really worth a listen. I'll be sure to add all of those links to the show notes as well. So thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. I suppose it, I started out mostly doing feature work and reviews. That's kind of where I started. I guess it's a, kind of the bread and butter of a lot of interviewers. I think that a lot of people come to it through um, other types of journalism. Um, and then... Yeah, I just started doing some, and I really liked it. It was it was so weird because it's not something that I'd really ever done before. I really thought that much about. You just kind of see interviews, and you're like, oh yeah, who who writes these? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I just kind of got hooked on it. It's just it's such an interesting way of communicating with someone in terms of the interview itself. It's it's like such an arbitrary conversation, um, and because it's. It's there'd be this first off. There's many different types of interviews, but basically you're set up to. Your a conversation has been set up for you. You know, you go in with your questions. They there's a unspoken agreement that they are going to answer all of your questions usually, um, and yeah, it's a weird way of getting to know someone, and it's kind of getting kind of pushing past, I suppose the. The marketing side of it, and trying to actually get at someone and find out what kind of makes them tick and what their art's all about. So yeah, I got hooked on it like three years ago and I suppose it's probably the main thing I do in terms of writing. What So when you come to an interview, what kind of plan do you have in your head? Do you have a kind of very detailed, I want to take this person to point A, to B, to C, or is it a, you know, I have these two like provocations and I want to see how they respond and take it from there? Yeah, I think at the beginning I probably over-prepared, I would say. So I kind of because it's, you don't really, yeah, at the beginning you're like, oh, like, are they going to expect me to know everything? Do I need to do, like, have read every interview they've ever done, listened to every TED talk, read everything, watched all their films? Um, whereas, no, I try to be a bit more easy about it. So if I'm interviewing them about, say, their book or their film, obviously I'll have read or watched um, the book or film. Um, and usually I'll read a couple of things, read a couple of interviews, definitely sort of have a sketch of their background. Um, and I'll usually have some pointer things, so kind of themes I want to touch on, or um, if I read something in their background, which I think is interesting, then I'll usually kind of make a note of it. But I'll kind of come in with some, a few different words that kind of, in my head, I'll structure it as I go along. And yeah, now I really try to just have a conversation with people as well. Um, sometimes you don't have the luxury of time so sometimes you do have to go in and be like okay I need to know this 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 for this interview but yeah usually I just try to um, use the conversation conversation kind of flow of things 
I wonder how much of yourself do you put into uh, into those interviews? So I, you know, I noticed uh, reading some of your pieces that that there's always a kind of point where you where you start reflecting back on your own observations of of be the film or or the album or whatever it is to the person, and kind of almost checking in with them. Like I found the film to be like this. Is that what you intended? How much of that do you keep at bay? How much do you wish the whole how much is the whole interview structured around your response to the piece that they created? Um, I really like to bring a bit of myself into it because I think that it just makes it more personal and it's easier to have a conversation when you're both a little bit more upfront. Obviously, I don't tell them if I dislike it, which sometimes happens because no one wants to have a conversation with someone who doesn't like something that they've done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, usually at the beginning of the interview, I'll say... Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked these things about it. Um, can you tell me about that thing in particular? And they'll kind of... It's just a way of warming people up. I'm kind of just like buttering them up, you know, um, <laughs> to different extents. But I think that it's probably more interesting maybe for the reader as well. Um, I don't want to speak for the reader, obviously, but just to sort of have a little bit more personality to it and kind of... It, I think it just makes it easier to ask questions so it's not just like, tell me about why you do this particular thing or why you shoot in this way. It's more just like, oh, I really, I saw that you do a lot of these sorts of kind of things. This is what it made me think of. Is that right? And then they'll say, yes, no, and they'll usually go on a tangent. So I think it's just a way of really putting people at ease, yeah. mostly. That's really cool. Um, is there, you, you mentioned about, interviewing someone and you didn't like whatever it is that they're kind of promoting what what do you do then do you just try and kind of kind of um objectively pick things that you see in the work and and give back to them in a kind of un unexcited is not unbiased kind of this is what you did why did you do that kind of thing yeah i've never really gone over someone which i mean you read those interviews where sometimes they can be disasters yeah um, and they're really interesting pieces usually because it's it usually becomes a much bigger thing talking about more than just that person, but also the nature of interviewing. So I do like reading those, but I've never kind of done that or had that happen to me, which, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just about being objective. And I mean, mostly if I don't like something, you, you know, if you don't like a film, you can still see things in it that you're like, okay, I understand why they've done this or I can understand why someone would like this um I kind of just try to yeah be objective and say you know if they ask your opinion I'll be honest or I'll say oh, I find these parts interesting I wasn't so sure about this thing so maybe you want to tell me a little bit about that thing um that's probably as confrontational as it gets maybe being saying oh I didn't understand this maybe would you like to tell me more about it um which yeah is a tactic I've learned through work in customer service most of the time <laughs> asking questions yeah asking questions and also like pretending to be engaged with something that maybe you're not <laughs> yeah that's great do i think there's there's also to get a little more philosophical about the process you know i think there is an element about people hearing each other and being heard and and like what you know i think there's something really powerful about someone sitting there listening to you and like mm -hmm. really attentively like 
paying attention to what you're saying. That even if you're kind of feigning it a little bit and it's not, and you don't really mean it, that can unlock a lot in people, it seems like, in interviews. Yeah, and it can be surprising as well sometimes, things that maybe will trigger that in people. It's not usually um, what you imagine. So if you say, tell me about your childhood trauma, they'll never tell you anything personal. Whereas if you kind of maybe lead into it in different ways and talk about it through the art um, that they're doing or whatever project they're working on, usually that's the way I'm off unlocking it. And yeah, it can. Sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, I, I'm hearing a lot that sometimes I'm like, didn't even know this, but okay. Sometimes I'm like, wow, like this is something that not a lot of people will get to hear. I feel very privileged um, to be able to have this conversation. Um, and yeah, it's kind of that balance of, I mean, people will sometimes spill their guts and some, sometimes, but it's not appropriate for the interview. So I have to leave a lot of it out. And sometimes that becomes the crux of the interview as well. So um, you've maybe... Yeah, even if they do spill their guts, it doesn't necessarily make it to the interview. But right. yeah, that it must is be gutting. That, that must be a, a tough like to leave yeah. something good like that back. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, maybe some people will read it and say, "Oh, I didn't want any of this in it." Maybe some people will say, um, "I don't even remember saying this." I'm sure many don't read their interviews, um, which is what I would do if I was being interviewed a lot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a real privilege to get to have, to get into that and be able to actually make a connection on that level. Yeah. And it, I mean, just, just because it made me think of that, talking about the real privilege to talk to, to people, um, you interviewed Lulu Wang for mm. The Farewell. Oh my God, I love that movie <laughs> so much. Holy so shit. Um, yeah, no, The Farewell was so good. Um, and I'm, I, that's another thing that I'm like, if I was interviewing her, like how do I contain my <laughs> excitement about this film <laughs> yeah I think that she gets that a lot in interviews I suppose people just kind of maybe gush at her a bit and I can imagine that's quite yeah intimidating to just have people sort of be like your movie means so much to me um but yeah I I'm it was a weird interview setup because it was a it was kind of a junket sort of um setup so I only got about 15 minutes with her um so that's quite unusual for me because I don't really do a lot of junkets where it's like one journalist after another will speak to someone. Um, it's just not really the usual thing that I do. Um, so yeah, it was very difficult. It was challenging to kind of be like, hello, your movie means a lot to me. Also, please answer these questions very quickly right. <laughs> and cohesively. Um, but yeah, she was brilliant. So she was very jet lagged, but she was very chatty, which I appreciated. Um, and yeah, it's weird interviewing people who are kind of like, you have a very personal connection with their work and you have to kind of contain yourself a little bit and be like put on a professional face. But I mean, for me, usually that breaks down and I'm like, oh, by the way, it means a lot to me. Thanks a lot. Um, which I think yeah. people like to hear as well. Like right. people like fans. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess there's also, you need to think from their side that what could, if you gush and if you like, just, you know, like get down on the floor, what would they do with, what can they do with that? You know, you need to give them, <laughs> You need to give them a way out. And I think saying something like, means a lot to me, thank you very much, like, that's a really easy out. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't leave them awkwardly, like, trying to handle you. Like Yeah, usually I like to say it at the very start, at the very end, just to kind of get it over with and then be like, okay, more seriously, tell me about all of these things. Sure, yeah, that's really cool. 
talking about a little bit of the uh, on the kind of profiles uh, side of things, you wrote about uh, Nick Broomfield, and I was kind of reading that piece, thinking about the mood that you are setting, both in the writing but also in the conversation with him. Um, how much of that mood is set by you? How much of that mood is set by him? How much is it? just you observing what's happening and then putting it in the writing um do you do anything to kind of prepare the that interaction before it happens <laughs> um um not really because i don't know if you could really prepare for how someone's gonna be feeling it's very much set by the person I'm interviewing so um with nick broomfield it was it was very much he set the tone whenever he was answering questions he took a lot of time and was very very reflective and just yeah, he really t took his time and was really engaged with what I was saying and responded to everything. And he had his own questions about what my thoughts were about the film as well. And then we kind of talked about that. And yeah, he was very much... I mean, the film that he made is Marianne um, Leonard and it's it's a very personal project that he did because um, it's about his relationship with those people. Um and he, it kind of, he, his, the interview was very much in the same tone as that film in terms of he was very much taking his time, reflecting on his past, reflecting on what he was like in his past as well. Um, and yeah, I just thought, I mean, that's perfect because you want an interview to be sort of the same tone as the project. It makes a lot of sense and it makes it easier for me to write it up because I have that reference point of the film as well. So yeah, it's very much set by whoever I'm speaking to. What What do you think? I want to touch back on the kind of conversation side of it. Um, is there is there? Do you think there's an increased need of those kind that kind of writing of of co the conversational kind of profile, getting to know someone deeply today? Does that point to um, uh, a societal kind of need for that? for intimacy, for kind of getting mm. to know, for good conversations, for good listeners? Do you think there's a kind of bigger need behind pieces like interviews and profiles? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, a, a few years ago, there was kind of this crisis, put in quotes, of um, celebrity profiles and interviews because, I mean, at that time, a lot of the massive celebrity profiles, so ones that you would see in Vogue or um, very glossy high brand magazines, they weren't they weren't doing kind of your t traditional profile so usually it'd be like Beyonce by Beyonce or Taylor Swift by her best friends that kind of thing where it's not an interviewer it's a marketing tool and it's put together by that celebrity's marketing team and I think it was the New York Times ran a article sort of saying rest in peace the celebrity profile and being very sort of somber about it but at the same time you look at profiles that are in the New York Times or in other magazines and they're just as good as they were 20 years ago so I don't know if there if there is really a crisis say but at the time I think a lot of journalists were being very reflective of I mean people being able to market themselves and what does this mean for access and what does this mean for um will we ever be able to interview Beyonce again? That kind of thing, which is not something that I think about that much. But <laughs> You're happy um, with the times you've interviewed her. It's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if she wants to, fine. But, <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's balls on her side of the court. Um, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, that kind of 
trickles down though to sort of all levels of journalism um, in terms of access uh, and not getting the access that maybe you would get 10 years ago. It's just even, even in terms of time, now you're lucky to get 15 minutes of someone whereas before maybe you'd have like two hours or you'd be able to like send follow-up questions which sometimes isn't even a thing that's allowed anymore. Um, and I think, I mean, Q&A, like quick interviews, I understand them in terms of um, from a magazine perspective because, you know, they work and they're usually pretty easy to get access for. But at the same time, you don't really remember those. Like whenever I think of great um, profiles or great interviews, I never really think of like, 500 words, a quick Q&A. I think of like the really amazing in-depth, um, profiles that have loads of access and just really sketches a portrait of who that person is and what they were like at that time. So yeah, I think there is a deeper need to kind of feel that connection and I think especially for fans as well or people who aren't even just fans but who are interested in that artist or that person, just to kind of understand them at a deeper level and get kind of under their skin and see what's going on behind the kind of the images that the musician or artist presents it's like kind of getting behind that and trying to understand them on a deeper level which I think that you don't get in you know the 10 minutes it takes a lot of work no no there's a craft I guess to the, to revealing something that that I guess as a reader you didn't know but you also didn't know that you wanted to know that you know and yeah then you read exactly it it's something it's something new but there is something really interesting about access that you said there you know the and you see this even in politics now you know with so many other tools that politicians can kind of you know do instagram lives or whatever mm -hmm. you know like and those are good i think there's a benefit in that kind of accessibility but then you you remove the the whole like profile like this person spend a month with you know following this other person and then here's what they wrote kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah definitely it's it's not really the same because I think that everyone is kind of getting clued in that people are presenting you know Instagram versions of themselves you're not really getting you maybe are hearing from the person directly but you're not really getting access in that same way of you're not kind of seeing behind the door and what's going on kind of outside the frames of the you know the Instagram live <laughs> Um, so I think that while I, yeah, I agree, those things are great and it's really, uh, I mean, it's a excellent modern tool, especially for politicians, um, but also, yeah, everyone who's wanting to sell something, basically. Um, but, yeah, I think that it's, it is very different from a profile or an interview in terms of just, like I was saying, kind of getting behind that. Yeah. Um so a couple of questions to finish it off. One is, you know, you mentioned thinking about the, the kind of pieces that stay with you and, and profiles that you remember. Who is doing it well right now? Who are the who are the writers and journalists that you look up to for this kind of writing? Um, there's a lot. It's I find it quite... I mean, I talk about this a lot with some friends, um, especially journalist friends, and usually it's just kind of like there's such a wealth of good writing out there. Um, but yeah, there's some people who I'll just always go back to, um, Gia Tolentino, I, she doesn't do that many profiles, but she, I really like the way that she interviews people for her features, because that's another aspect of interviewing that I think is less talked about, because it's not quite as, like, 
shiny or fun as like celebrity interviews but yeah you have to interview people for features and usually those are people who don't do interviews all the time um I really like reading how she approaches that um Emily Nosbaum who writes for the New Yorker as well she's incredible she wrote an incredible Fiona Apple profile recently that was amazing um she usually is a tv critic but she um did that profile and I thought it was so exceptional just how she sort of yeah painted her background and kind of filled in a lot of the gaps that I mean her Fiona Apple's recent album I mean I it kind of it was an amazing album but I had so many questions about kind of how it was made um what kind of frame of mind she was in when she made it how she made such a like explicitly like emotional and raw album and that profile really helped sort of fill in a lot of the gaps I had about that. Um, Laura Snapes is incredible. Um, she's the Guardian's deputy music editor um, and she does a lot of really good music interviews. Um, Tara Josie is amazing. She's Gal Dem's music editor and she has a lot of freelance work and she is incredible. Just so many people are so, <laughs> so talented. Um, I'm trying to think. Emma Garland, who writes for Vice, she did a really great Robbie Williams interview piece, um, which is that's what I love the most. It's whenever someone does an interview with someone, and I would never read that normally, or I would never be interested. But I'm like, okay, let's like give it a go, and it's just it was amazing. It's just it was so good. Um, so yeah, they they kind of jump out, but I'll usually just to be honest, now I kind of read the magazine, and then I like to be surprised by people. Um, so yeah like the New Yorker always really good profiles um Vulture New York Times a lot of American publications to be honest because they are the ones that seem to still prioritize long-form profiles and seem to get the access as well right and they're putting a lot of investment in that you know like it's the, the, the they pay people to just dedicate time to that and yeah a hundred percent and it kind of puts I think it puts the British um media to shame in a lot of ways yeah did you did you ever see voyeur on netflix no i don't think so it's uh it's a guy this famous like profile writer guy who apparently like is one of the guys who like coined the like profile thing you know like he did a profile of frank sinatra or whatever mm -hmm. uh gay talise i think is his name um and he goes to a motel somewhere in the united states because he got a letter from a guy who used to own the motel and the guy said to him that he built this intricate thing above his motel where he could walk above everyone's room and just watch them wow. as they were in the room. And he would take notes and like, and he had, and by this point he, he did that for 30 years and then he sold the motel, but he had notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of him just watching people. Um, and so the documentary starts with uh, Gay Talese just being kind of like, look at this weirdo, like Louis Theroux type, you know, like, look uh -huh. at this guy. But then halfway through, it kind of turns into something else where the question goes to him about his ethics as a journalist. And like, so you're known for spending your life taking notes on people too, like in a different context, you know? And it's such an interesting like debate about journalism and profile writing and all of that stuff 
from yeah. a guy who is probably the worst defender of it. <laughs> you know, he's not the guy that you want to defend it. But That's just so a fascinating watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. That's so interesting. Yeah. And true as well. It's, yeah, there's a lot of ethics that go into kind of presenting someone's image. Um, I should say, actually, Mark Maron's podcast is one of my, f- I think it's the best interview podcast about, I mean, it's just as phenomenal. Yeah. What? So what do you like about it? Because it's, it's fascinating in so many ways. It's been going on for like 11, 12 years now. Yeah, like a it's, long time. it's a long time. And it's, and he is not a, a journalist. He was a comedian no. who just started interviewing his friends. What What about his, the podcast that, that kind of jumps out at you? I think it is, it's two things. I think it's him personally and sort of his journey over the course. I haven't listened to it from the start, but um, I've listened to it long enough to kind of understand his arc and kind of how he's changed as a person through having these conversations with people. And then the conversations themselves. I mean, it's funny because he will say that he's not an interviewer, but he definitely is an interviewer um, because he, one, he's actually doing it. And two, he knows the skills of how to interview people. Um, I think that actually listening to someone interview someone, you can understand how difficult it is to have a natural flow of conversation which he has and he's so good at it and he can he's not scared as well I think that's a problem with some interviewers are maybe scared to sort of press people or have difficult conversations I mean I know that I'm very cautious about pressing people because you don't want someone to kind of have a tantrum but at the same time you want to have a deeper difficult conversation with someone um and he is kind of, yeah, just an excellent example of someone who's not scared to press. I mean, sometimes it blows up in his face. Maybe yeah. people have walked out on him before, but... That's right. Um, and I should say, though, I mean, he does have a, a level of, I guess, interview privilege that not a lot of us have in terms of he is a celebrity himself. Sometimes he's interviewing his friends. Um, so it's not quite the same thing, but in terms of actually learning how to sort of transition through and kind of how to control the flow of an interview i think he is a great example and the um it's amazing because yeah he put so much of himself in that even like trying to kind of squash beefs with people and like Mm -hmm. solving like personal problems in the podcast uh, yeah and people also people want to talk i think that's what i've learned a lot through doing this people love talking and they love talking about themselves especially so you just kind of light a little spark and usually they'll run with it I think whenever you push them too hard that's where you kind of fall through the cracks yeah absolutely so just to finish off uh this is going to be one of the first episodes of this new podcast um Mm -hmm. and I guess I wanted some personal advice (laughs) (laughs) tell me what what is what are the qualities of a good interviewer to you oh okay I mean, I guess just listen to a lot of Mark Myron and you'll learn that way. I think someone who is empathetic, I think someone who, like I said, isn't afraid to ask difficult things or isn't afraid to kind of push back as well. Because I think that if you're having a chat with someone and you agree with them 100% throughout that conversation, it's really boring. Like, it's a boring conversation to have. I think that people want a little bit of pushback. I mean, maybe don't fight with them. But maybe just be like, you know, oh, I didn't see it from that perspective. Here's my perspective. Um, so those are the two things that come to mind. 
Um, also, I think that people are scared to be personal in interviews or put themselves into things. And I think that actually that's kind of the most fascinating thing in interviews um, in terms of that kind of pushes the person you're interviewing to open up maybe a little bit more. But also, yeah, people, I think, do want to know about the interviewer a little bit and kind of find out what's going on. So, yeah, maybe just talk about your childhood trauma a lot. Cool. Well, I completely disagree with you. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, A I did star. it. <laughs> you can find Katie on Johnny's underscore panic on Twitter. And I'll put all the links here in the in the notes for this show. But, but you know, her website is also brilliant. Katie is such a good writer and such a good editor. I would really encourage you to have a further look into her work. It's really, really great stuff. Uh, don't miss that. You can also follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at World Between Pod. We're available in pretty much everywhere that offers podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and wherever it is that you're listening, please review us. Uh, that's a great way for people to hear about the show and, and, and for word to get out there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.